1: Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Though he canceled his planned summit with North Korea's Kim Jong-un, President Trump says the meeting could still take place at some point. We're going to see
2: what happens. We're talking to them now. Uh, it was a very nice statement they put out. We'll see what happens.
1: The president departing the White House for the U.S. Naval Academy, where he'll deliver a commencement speech. Disgraced movie producer Harvey Weinstein has been arraigned and released on a million dollars cash bond. He can't leave New York or Connecticut without a judge's permission. His next court appearance scheduled for July 30th. On Wall Street right now, stocks are narrowly mixed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up about 79 points, or make that uh, down 79 points. The NASDAQ is up 5. The S&P is trading 8 points lower. This is SRN News
0: may is fibromyalgia awareness month according to the national fibromyalgia and chronic pain association fibromyalgia is a common and complex chronic pain disorder that causes widespread pain and tenderness to the touch that may occur body wide or migrate over the body fibromyalgia occurs in people of all ages including children this month's wellness spotlight is brought to you by wellness radio 1570 Stream online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com or tune in with our free mobile app.
2: Say, if you are a fan of C.S. Lewis, you love the Chronicles of Narnia, there's a great event coming to the Twin Cities on Friday, June 22nd. It's an evening with C.S. Lewis. Tickets for this start at just $15. There's a VIP ticket experience, too. If you are interested, you can go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com to get your tickets now. Now from the Eagle Wellness Studios, we're looking at partly cloudy skies today and a high right around 90. Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black is next.
0: May is Mental Health Month. Research has found that mental health screenings are a great tool to help identify symptoms of a mental health disorder. A screening only takes a few minutes and can be a helpful tool for starting a conversation with your doctor. Screenings may identify signs of depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar disorder and more. This month's wellness spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Stream online at twincitieswellnessradio.com or tune in with our free mobile app. Twin Tuitions.com has been helping families for over 7 years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education including Stacy's son.
3: I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing.
0: Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent.
3: The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth, he knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer.
0: Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406 or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand in Hand, Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. private school homeschool students love learn and lead call 651-784-7988 or go to hihcm.org
4: declare your freedom from your dusty cracked garage floor Call the experts at Zone Garage Minnesota. They use a patented ZG Shield polyurea, different and superior to any product in the market. The polyurea is designed for maximum resistance to abrasion and is UV resistant, meaning it will never turn yellow and can be applied throughout the year regardless of weather. Zone Garage can install your durable, easy-to-clean garage floor in one day. Call Zone Garage Minnesota at 651-485-0409 or visit zonegaragemn.com.
6: It matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, your radio mythoclast, the breaker, destroyer, debunker of all myths and those lies that some want to call the truth. And I want to welcome you to Like It Matters Radio, radio that treats your time like it has value, radio that's inspirational, educational. And applicational, and today we are talking about transactional analysis. You know, I love to study people. I love to study communication, and we're all in the people business. And you know, yesterday I did a class. uh, I mean, a show on um, life scripts. uh, Some of Dr. Claude Steiner's work. Uh, The the show before that, I did uh, the the um, victim triangle, uh, the drama triangle, if you will. Uh, and all those are parts of transactional analysis. And so I'm kind of going backwards here. I thought I would actually do a show on transactional analysis, kind of remind you of the life scripts, kind of remind you of the uh, drama triangle, but also go into what I believe are two of the most powerful parts of transactional analysis, uh, and that is the actual structure itself of the stimulus and the response and the way the mind processes and and how we respond and don't respond and what we respond to and don't respond to. Uh and also um something we call ego states. And to uh to quote my good uh good teacher Abe Wagner in transactional analysis, know uh, when he says ego states, he's not talking about Texas. Uh and we're going to talk about all that today but let me tell you what brought this all about. Uh you know it's uh Reading the news, and it's a true story here, April 27th. uh, The headline is, If You Were to Die Today, Preacher Causes Panic in Theater at Avengers Showing. This is in Redlands, California, I believe. An outing to catch one of the season's most anticipated films turned into a panic-filled afternoon for some moviegoers Friday. Armed officers rushed to the Hawkins Mountain Grove 16 theaters in Redlands where people had just finished watching the latest installment of the Avengers franchise, fearing there might be a gunman inside. Witnesses said when the movie was over, a man stood up and started yelling in what sounded like a preacher sermon. I think when he said, if you were to die tonight, would your passage to heaven be guaranteed, something along those lines. I think that's when people started panicking. Arias said she and her partner were able to walk out, but they said people behind them started running and pushing in an effort to exit quickly. That's when the kind of chaos happened in the little exit, where people were jumping over the railings and kind of falling over, twisting their ankles, hitting their heads. In footage taken immediately after the incident, a man can be seen limping out of the theater. Police said a woman hit her head and had to be hospitalized. "'I thought she had fainted, passed out, completely passed out,' said Susie. "'The culprit in all this chaos? Michael Weber.' The 28-year-old preacher with Truth and Triumph Ministries told CBS2 via phone he's preached at the theater before with no problems. "'Last night was an anomaly,' said Weber. "'The lights did not turn up for quite a few minutes.' And so I really couldn't see anybody's reaction except those of the people just right in front of me. He added he didn't know the people in the theater couldn't see he had his hands up showing he did not have a weapon. It's extremely unfortunate that anyone sustained injuries because of this lamented Weber. Again, I was unarmed. Susie told CBS2 she wasn't aware of it at that time, and she didn't want to take any chances given what has happened at theaters around the world in recent years, such as the shooting at a theater in Aurora, Colorado in 2012. I think that's why people reacted, says Susie. They just felt like we have to get out no matter what the cost. Uh, Arias says she hoped Weber realized that she feared the fear uh, he caused in others. Uh, If you're going to try to draw people towards the Bible, that's not the way to do it. And he needs to stop, admonished Arius. Weber has been charged with a misdemeanor. He told CBS 2 that this will not deter his evangelizing, but he might consider his setting. You know, ladies and gentlemen, no one responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. Uh, And that's why I want to cover transactional analysis today. Because there's a stimulus and there's a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. What dictates the response is our mind is six times faster than we can speak. So, as soon as someone says something or does something, we automatically go to our three channels, our three modalities. We go to the visual channel, we go to the auditory channel, and we go to the kinesthetic channel. Three ways we all learn, three learning styles, three ways we communicate, three ways we all process this experience. As a matter of fact, three ways that every single memory that you have in your brain is stored. It's either auditorily, visually, or kinesthetically. Of course, you also have some olfactory and gustatory. What happens is because our mind is six times faster, and we talk as soon as there's a stimulus. Someone says something, some does something, we automatically go internal. And we see things in our mind's eye, we say things in our mind's ear, or we feel things, all based on our past, all based on our narrative, all based on our experience. And so today we're going to go into transactional analysis because there's two books, huge books, Written in the late 60s, early 70s. One's called The Games People Play by Dr. Eric Byrne. And one is called I'm Okay, You're Okay. Uh, And I think his name is by Harris. I think the guy's name is uh, Thomas Anthony Harris. Yeah, now Dr. Eric Byrne, who's the father of uh, transactional analysis, wrote the book The Games People Play. That was written in the mid-60s. And then a few years later, that's when Harris came out with the book, I'm Okay, You're Okay. Over 5 million copies of the book, um, The Games People Play, were sold. And I guess almost three times that much with I'm Okay, You're Okay by Harris. And that came out about five to seven years later. 15 million copies at the date of this in Wikipedia. Two huge books. And now we've already covered some of the basics of transactional analysis. Uh, First of all, we covered the drama triangle. Remember, we talked about that. The drama triangle that uh, uh, that I told you that I believe, there's a lot of people believe that every dysfunctional interaction in relationship with ourself or other people takes place in the drama triangle. And remember, there's the three roles of the drama triangle. There's the persecutor, there's the rescuer, and there's the victim. And then we also talked yesterday about those life scripts. You know, and the thing about these life scripts, they're programming. Like for the three roles of the drama triangle, the rescuer has a story. The rescuer believes that their needs are unimportant and irrelevant. This means that the only way they can get legitimately connected with others is they feel valued and have their needs met is through the back door of taking care of other people. Rescuers chastise themselves when they aren't taking care of other people. The starting gate story is if I don't take care of others well enough and long enough, then I will be unfulfilled. It's the only way I can be loved. So the victim also has a story. See, that's what the life scripts are. We all have a story. For the victim, guilt and shame are the driving forces for the perpetuation of the triangle. Guilt is often used by victims in the effort to manipulate their rescuers into taking care of them. If you don't do it, who will? The victim's story says they can't make it on their own, and they prove it to themselves over and over and over on the triangle. They believe that they're innately defective and incapable, and so spend their lives on the lookout for someone to save them. And then, of course, just like everyone else, the persecutor also has a story. Persecutors believe that the world is dangerous. They use fear and intimidation as tools for keeping others in their place. What they don't see is how their methods for providing, quote, safety end up proving to them that life is indeed as dangerous as they believe it is. Their story says that they are innocent bystanders in a dangerous world where others are always out to hurt them. And survival of the fittest and their o- is their only chance, and striking first is the main way. That's why you see people are justified in their hatred, in their bitterness. And so we've talked about the drama triangle. We've done a show on it. we talked about life scripts. We've done a show on it. And today, we're going to go in-depth on transactional analysis and now go into the basic structure because that to me is one of the favorite piece of it it really shows you how we respond it shows you how jesus christ being crucified on the cross could say forgive them father for they know not what they do because there's this gap there's this space between the stimulus and the response there's a space and in that space is your power it is your freedom that is the essence of transactional analysis and then i also want to cover the concept of the ego states as well so I am Mr. Black, you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network, and today we are covering the psychological field of transactional analysis.
7: Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who's served for 33 years said about leadership awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
5: Chop Room in Minneapolis is giving you a $1,800 competition voucher for just 900 $900. What better way to get over the winter slump and get ready for summer dinner parties than getting your cook on, competition style, at Chop Room. This unique experience allows you to bake your cake and eat it too. It's the most fun you'll have with an apron on. And you'll be surprised with the end results. Mm, delicious. Plus, you don't need to be Gordon Ramsay. All cooking levels are welcome. The best part is this is one of our half-off deals. For $900, you'll receive a $1,800 voucher to Chop Room in Minneapolis. It includes a private event for up to 20 people in a cooking challenge, complete with all ingredients, tools, and judging. Perfect for team bonding, a bachelorette party, a graduation gift, and family reunions. To take advantage of this deal, call us at 651-405-8800.
6: Hi, this is Mr. Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about transactional analysis. If you miss any of this radio show, you can just go to our website, likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this and a couple months of archived messages. Also, uh, whenever you want, you can just subscribe to iTunes. Yep. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. And there every day at the end of our show, uh, you will have it in podcast form. Pretty simple. Uh, and if you're listening to the show in the morning, uh, you might be lucky enough to catch it again on the replay of 5 to 6 p.m. If you're listening on iHeartRadio, because iHeartRadio, no matter if you're in China, Russia, Middle East, anywhere in America, you can just go to your app every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and then replay it again 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, an hour of your time to expand your intelligence to uh change your thinking, because if you truly want to change your life, ladies and gentlemen, you must change your thinking. Today, uh, we are talking about transactional analysis. Uh, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, two seminal books on uh, uh, personal psychology, personal growth, self-help, whatever you want to call it. Uh, The first one was by Dr. Eric Byrne, considered the father of adult, I mean the father of uh, transactional analysis, uh, a book called uh, The Games People Play. Great book, uh, highly enjoyed it. uh, He goes through the basics of transactional analysis uh, in the very first part of the book, uh, and the second part of the book, uh, he goes through basically games. Uh, He identified a catalog series of mind games in which people interact through a pattern and predictable series of transactions. Powerful book. Highly recommend it. And then a few years later, this uh, uh, Dr. Harris wrote a book called I'm OK, You're OK. I think he had published it in 69, but it became part of the uh, New York Times bestseller in 72. And that actually sold three times as many copies. So between those two books, over 20 million books have been sold. Uh, And what's uh, interesting about these two books is they start going into uh, what's called the uh, parent-adult-child model. Uh, And this is what it says in Wikipedia uh, under the I'm OK, you're okay." After describing the context for the belief of the significance of transactional analysis, Harris describes uh, transactional analysis starting from the observation that a person's psychological state seems to change in response to different situations. Now, if you've been around people any length of time, you understand that to be true. And this is why I love transactional analysis. Because it truly shows what's going on in life and experience. That's why the drama triangle that we covered already is powerful. That's why these life scripts like Dr. Claude Steiner talked about. You know, we talked about this uh, yesterday's show. We create stories about our lives, what they have been and what they will be. And this starts in childhood where we weave our perceptions of ourselves and the world around us into a narrative about what we can and can't do, uh, what the world says about us, what we think about people, marriage, all those things. It's called a map of reality. And by the time a child is six to nine years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. These life scripts then continue to have a deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. They affect the decisions we make. They control what we think we could easily do and could never do. They shape our self-image. And remember, the way we talk to ourselves, that intrapersonal communication dictates the way we talk about other people. It is the belief system. It is the map. Uh, It is the frame. And our life scripts are often encouraged and shaped not only by parents but family members and their life scripts were shaped by their parents and so forth. And this way we, we become a byproduct of our family's history. These are family of origin issues. Uh, and as our scripts are woven uh, into these programs, if you will, it will never change it unless we go to the core and reprogram it, change some of those scripts. And that's why I love Transactional Analysis. And today I want to go in depth because this is, uh, this is how we interact with people. Told you the story about the preacher uh, in California, where he just stood up at the end of the show like he always does and said, "You know, if if you were going to die tonight, would you be sure that you're going to heaven?" And because people go in their head, because people are scared, because there's a lot of hate, a lot of bitterness, because people are afraid of all these shootings, all of a sudden, without the lights up, when someone heard that, people started panicking, and this guy got in trouble. He got a He got a fine, he got a ticket to him, and other people criticized him. And I said, think about this. Did he really make those people act that way? Can anybody make you act a certain way? Do people really make you angry? Do they make you bitter? Do they make you shut down? And if people can do that, who's in control of your life? And see, that's one thing I love about transactional analysis. It really shows you who's in control. Just like with Jesus Christ, he said seven things when he was uh, staked to the cross. And the very first thing he said was, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Because Jesus Christ stood in the gap. There's a gap between stimulus and response. Dr. Viktor Frankl, who's considered the, the father of logotherapy, years in Auschwitz, lost his pregnant wife, saw the brutality of man up close. And in Auschwitz, he came up with a concept called logotherapy. And he said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. And every single human being has the power, just like Jesus Christ, to hold your thoughts captive. To hold your tongue. You need to be in the now moment and you need to know how the process of communication works. And there's a stimulus in the response, but the, the stimulus does not dictate the response. It might set it up, it might encourage it, it might do all those things. But what happens is as soon as someone says something or does something, because our mind is six times faster than we can think, I mean, then we can talk, we automatically see something or we automatically say something, we automatically feel something. Because we go to our three channels, the visual channel, the auditory channel, and the kinesthetic channel. What are they based on? Our past, our life experience. I remember before I got in the training field, I used to work for a company called Union Equity Partners. I was a partner. Uh, we were the largest independent stockbroker firm in Nevada. I ran the insurance division. And I was reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so uh, my partners, you know, I was the youngest partner by far. And uh, the uh, insurance division was a new area. They were into stocks and bonds and investing for unions. And so, um, uh, and I'm always doing cutting edge, you know, having mission statements and doing my unique training and all that. So I'm always pushing the envelope. And so they're used to me being kind of out of the box. And so they wanted me to start uh, making my, uh, my staff dress more professional, you know, because it was always the, the uh, brokerage side. And then we started this insurance division. Kind of like a stepchild, you know, a, a, a lower end. And so they were working to bring it up to the same part, of the same level. And so they wanted us to be dressing more professionally. So I was encouraging my assistants to dress more professionally. So uh, I'm reading this book, How to Wear and Friends and Influence People. And again, I don't believe in Jeopardy knowledge. In other words, Jeopardy knowledge is knowledge that you possess that will only have any value forever on the game show Jeopardy. You know, when the people answer a question and you're like, how would they know that? Why would anybody possibly know that? And so if I'm going to learn something, if I'm going to put something in my head, it better have value. I better be able to apply it. That's why the three core values of the show is inspirational, educational, and applicational. If I teach you something and you can't apply it, then it's useless knowledge. Useless knowledge. And so I want to get, it's very, very important. And so uh, I was uh, encouraging my staff. Uh, to start dressing more professionally. So one day, my lead assistant came in, and she was wearing a nice professional dress. And so I told her, you know, I wanted to acknowledge her. I wanted to encourage her, how to win friends and influence people. I had been coaching her to do something. She did it. so I wanted to reinforce that and build her up. So I told her that was a nice dress she was wearing. When well, she started crying. She started going cathartic. I thought she was going to curl up in the fetal position. I mean, I could calm her down quick enough. I mean, I had to get her out of the front lobby. I mean, here, we're a professional business. She's sobbing, crying, and I didn't know what was going on. But I'll tell you what, consciously or unconsciously, I made a decision I was never going to cross that threshold again. So I started avoiding her. Whenever there's a problem with one of my clients and her, I just deal with it myself or give it to another assistant. And after a while, not too long, by the way, our relationship got so fractured that uh, I had to let her go. I avoided her, and about six months later, there was a, some run and rebel function, and uh, I was at a run and rebel function because I used to be a cheerleader, and I always at these rebel functions, there's always lots of alcohol flowing, and so I'm at this event walking around, and I run into Lynn. And she's drunk. She's probably got four or five beers in her because it sounds like she's, she has that true serum floating. She wants to tell me how much she loves me and tell me what happened. And so she did. She actually gave me information I did not possess. That day of the event where she lost it about her dress, here's what happened. She used to live with a guy. But at the time of this event, she had moved out of the house with that guy and moved to the home with another guy because she was living with this one guy, went out with some girlfriends, separated from girlfriends, wound up hooking up with this guy, went home with him, slept with him. And then the next day when her old boyfriend was at work, she went to his house, got her stuff out of his house and moved in with this new guy. And the morning of the event that she lost it, it was because of that, her relationship with her boyfriend. See the morning of the event her and her new living boyfriend got a knockdown drag out fight about that dress because her boyfriend that she was living with before she met this guy and slept with him gave her that dress and so they got a knockdown drag out fight that morning about that dress She cried the whole way to work. She sat in her car in the parking lot for 20 minutes, stopped crying, put her makeup on. And when she walks in the door, the first thing I say when I see her is, nice dress. Now here's the key question. Did I make Lynn cry? And the answer is no. There's only three things that we can control. What we say, the way we say it, and our underlying intent behind what we said. What I said was accurate. She did look professional. The way I said it was proper, there was no hidden meaning, and my underlying intent was to build her up so it was pure. So you never know what type of Pandora's box every single human being possesses. That's why today on Like It Matters Radio, we're covering transactional analysis, because between the stimulus and the response, there is power, there is freedom, there is that opportunity to change the way we think and act on Like It Matters Radio. Be right back.
5: Investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included.
7: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
4: Good day. Welcome to our show. We are here celebrating with Premier Pool and Spa because they're celebrating the nicer weather with what else? A huge hot tub sale. Yeah. What was with this weather? Hot one day, cold the next, snow then, then rain. I don't know what's coming or going. That's why it has never been a better time than to have a hot tub or an all-water pool from Arctic Spa. Yeah. Why would I want to sit in a hot tub in this heat? I can't believe you. You are in control of the temperature. So if you want the water cool it's cool if you want the water warmer that's fine too so in the summer I can have a cool tub, and in the winter, I can have a hot tub. (laughs) I get it, eh? You're pretty smart. We all need to have quality products in Minnesota because of the harsh climate. It isn't only the really cold, but also the really hot that can make an outside product fall apart. Yeah, cold to hot in record time, just like this weather. So if you're looking at hot tubs or swim spas, have a look at the Arctic spas. Visit Premier Pool and Jan today. PremierPools.com Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously.
7: org.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And please, if you do Facebook, would you please like me? Just go to Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. And like us, uh, we put on pictures every day about the show we're talking about. We uh, tell you what's happening, what's coming up, where we're going. Uh, And man, if you truly want to change your life, if you truly want to learn how your mind works, how to connect your heart and your mind together to create a life, a vision, a compelling mission, if you will... Uh, that propels you to something that you can't even imagine. Go to likeitmatters.net. Likeitmatters.net. That's where you get me two and a half day intensive. Uh, and boy, it's one thing to listen about how to change your mind. It's one thing to have an hour a day on this radio show with me as a coach, but to have, uh, to be in my presence and in two and a half days, uh, to, to work together, uh, to clean up some stuff from the past. To, uh, to recalibrate the thinking, to resuscitate the heart, uh, to be delivered from some uh, strongholds that aren't serving us well to recreate a new vision, uh, to wipe off the windshield of life, uh, and to, to spark yourself to a higher level. Man, uh, two and a half days of your life will uh, forever change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net. And today, we are talking about transaxial analysis. And let me tell you why. I think we live in a time when emotional offense or woundedness often becomes a criterion for deciding if love has been shown. Think about this. If a person can claim to have been hurt by what you've said or done, it is assumed by many that you did not act or speak in love. In other words, love is no longer defined by the quality of the act and its motives, but by the subjective response of others, right? I mean, if I wear a Make America Great Again hat, uh, I'm inciting a riot and so people can beat me up. Don't you see? You got to get this. In this way of relating, the wounded person has absolute authority. If they say you hurt them, then you cannot have possibly acted lovingly. You are guilty, period. Love is not defined by the response of the loved. A person can be genuinely loved and feel hurt or offended or angered or retaliatory or numb without in any way of diminishing the beauty and value of the act of love that hurt him. You know, uh, John Piper's book, What Jesus Demands the World, Demand 28, uh, where it says love your enemies, he goes into this. And if you think about it, one of the most controversial acts of love, John three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world that he did something about it. And that one act on the cross, boy, has caused more deaths, more hatred, more bitterness, more confusion, more division. Uh, and yet it is the most noble, incredible act of love uh, ever, ever, ever expressed. And yet some people are driven to rage uh, in the presence of it. See, that's why transactional analysis is something so important. And so what we're going to do is I'm just going to go through the basics, last two segments here. The basic roots, we've already talked about the tra- uh, drama triangle, already talked about live scripts. Uh, and so I got this uh, nice little piece, uh, the roots of transactional analysis off the internet, uh, throughout history. And from all standpoints, philosophy, medical science, religion, people have believed that each man and woman has a multiple nature. In the early 20th century, Sigmund Freud first established that the human psyche is multifaceted and that each of us has warring factions in our subconscious. Since then, new theories continue to be put forward, all concentrating on the essential conviction that each one of us has parts of our personality which surface and affect our behavior according to different circumstances. In 1951, Dr. Wilder Penfield began a series of scientific experiments. Penfield proved using conscious human subjects by touching a part of the brain, the temporal cortex, and a weak, with a weak electrical probe, that the brain could be caused to play back certain past experiences, and the feelings associated with them came with those as well. The patients could actually, quote, replay these events and their feelings despite not normally being able to recall them using their conventional memories. It's all unconscious. And Penfield's experiments went on over several years and resulted in a lot of acceptance of a few conclusions. Number one, the human brain acts like a tape recorder. And while we may forget experiences, the brain still has them recorded. They are all back there in the experiential aquarium. They're all back there at the unconscious level. Remember, we are unconscious creatures. We only live uh, in function at three to five percent of consciousness. Everything else is unconscious. Also realize that along with events, the brain also records the associated feelings. They're anchored together, they're tied together, and both feelings and events stay locked together. We use this all the time in our training. Uh Anchors, we tie two things together. So when you hear or feel the one, then the other, whether whatever it is, something you saw, something you felt, something you heard, comes with it. Also, we learn that it's possible for a person to exist in two states simultaneously, right? Because if you think about it, when we replay hidden events and feelings, we can talk about them objectively at the same time, even though we're in a different place. Also realize that hidden experiences when replayed are vivid and affect how we feel at the time of replaying. Remember, we remember them. We put them back together. And when we put something back together, we re-experience it. And also we realize that there's a certain connection between mind and body. In other words, the link between the biological and the psychological. In other words, you know, you can have a psychological fear of spiders uh, and also a biological feeling of nausea from that fear. Got my point? And so early on in in the 1950s, Eric Byrne, Uh, began to develop his theories of transactional analysis. He said that verbal communication, particularly face-to-face, is at the center of human social relationships and psychoanalysis. His starting point was that when two people encounter each other, one of them will speak to the other or do something, right? And this is what he called the transaction stimulus. The reaction from the other person is what he called the transaction response. Okay? So transactional analysis became the method of examining the transaction Wherein someone else does something and then you do something back. That's a transaction. It's kind of like the old days of the dial-up, right? You dial in and go do and they go dee. And when it did the dee, you knew that there was a connection. Now, Bert also came up the the concept that we have three alter ego states. He said the parent, the adult, and the child. Now, they have specific definitions. Uh, might be a little bit different than our normal language. So the parent is the ingrained voice of authority, absorbed conditioning, learning, and attitudes from when we were young. We are conditioned by our real parents, teachers, older people, right? All That's our our people around us. Father Christmas, Jack Frost, all that stuff, beliefs, background, what people tell us. Our parent is made up of a huge number of hidden, overt, recorded playbacks. All these records, all these CDs, all these tapes, that is in our parent. This is typically embodied by phrases, you know, uh, uh, under no circumstance, always, never forget, don't lie, cheat, steal, right? Our parent is formed by external events and influences upon us as we grow through childhood. Now, the child is our internal reaction, the feelings to external events from that that we experience as a child. You know, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the emotional body of data within each and every one of us, that experiential aquarium. Uh, When anger, despair, dominates reason, the child is in control, right? It's erratic. It's illogical, right? They want what they want. They want them when they want them, and nothing else matters. It's all about me, right? Like our parent, we can change it, but it's not easy. These just happen unconsciously. And then we have the adult. Our, quote, adult is our ability to think and determine actions for ourselves based on data. This is just the facts, ma'am. Sergeant Friday, just the facts, ma'am. The adult in us begins to form at around ten months old and is the, by the means by which we keep our parent and child under control. So think about this: parent is our taught concept of life. adult is our thought concept of life, and child is our felt concept of life and when we communicate, we are doing some from we are doing so from one of our own ego states, either the parent, the adult, or the child. Our feelings at the time determine which one we use, and at any time, something can trigger a shift from one state to another. When we respond, we're also doing this from one of the three states. Okay, Very important. But at the core of Burns' theories is the rule that effective transactions and other successful communications must be complementary. And I'm not going to have time going through all the details of this, but in other words, they must go back from the receiving ego state to the sending ego state. So if there's a the a stimulus is parent to child, the response must be child to parent. Okay, simple clues. You can see these clues. It's so powerful because Dr. Albert Moravian's work says that only 7% of meaning is in the words we speak. 38% of meaning is paralinguistic, the way that words are said, and 55% is facial expressions and things that people can see. So some clues that you can see which ego state someone is in. The parent, they're going to be angry or impatient. Uh, body language and expressions, finger pointing. Verbally, they're always ta- they're talking like this, always, never, for once and for all. Judgmental words. The child, physically, emotionally, sad expressions, right? They're emotional, up and down, tantrums, whining voices. they talk talking baby talk. Uh, I wish, I don't know, I want, I'm gonna, I don't care, uh-huh. Whatever, things don't go right. And then the adult, the adult, their physical, you can see it more attentive. They're interested, straightforward, tilted head, non-threatening, non-threatened. And the verbal, they're asking questions. They're putting together just the facts, ma'am. Why? What? How? They're reasoned statements. They're logical. They're not emotionally involved. They're not flying off the handle. And to analyze a transaction, we need to see and feel what is being said. Transactional analysis is effectively a language within a language, a language of true meaning, feeling and motive. It can help you in every situation, first, through being able to understand more clearly what is going on. And secondly, by virtue of this knowledge, we give ourselves choices of what ego states to adopt which signals to send and where to send them to. This enabling us to make the most of all communications. Don't you get it? Between a stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is your power and your freedom. That is what transactional analysis gives us. It gives us our power. It gives us our freedom. It gives the ability to be in control. That's why today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about transactional analysis. We'll be back in three minutes with inspiration and education.
8: please contact us at wnav-video.com.
6: welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am mr black and today we are talking about transactional analysis why because ladies and gentlemen people are walking on eggshells people are getting ready to snap people don't know what to say anymore everything's got to be so politically correct and i want to give you back some power i want to give you back some freedom Remember Dr. Victor Frankl, one of my favorite quotes, I say this over and over, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. In that space is your power and your freedom. You know, I've always heard that Jesus Christ stood in the gap. What does that mean? And really didn't understand that quote by Dr. Victor Frankl, did not understand what it means to stand in the gap until I met Transactional Analysis. And Transactional Analysis has the drama triangle, it has life scripts, it has uh, the OK Corral in it. It has all kinds of things, but it also has the basic structure of stimulus and response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. Well, what happens is we go into our three channels. You've got to realize that nobody can make you anything. What happens is someone says something or does something, and then we think about it. We see something about it. We feel something about it. And then based on that, we respond. Otherwise, Jesus would have never said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. You can think about situations in your life, in the past, where somebody did something, you responded in an okay way. Somebody else did the same exact thing, and you lost it. Now, this stimulus was the same exact thing. What? Why the difference response? Don't you get it? because what you did in your head, the way you explained it, that's why I say over and over, it does not matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how do we explain it to ourselves. It does not matter what happens to us in life. What matters is what is the narrative. It does not matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how do we remember it? How do we remind ourselves? How do we recollect? How do we put it back together and then play it over and over and over and over and over. And so when we're dealing with transactional analysis, we're dealing with the ego states. And this is from uh, uh, Wikipedia talking about the book, I'm Okay, You're Okay. Starting from the observation that a person's psychological state seems to change in response to different situations. The question is, from what and to what does it change? And Harris answered this through a simplified introduction to transactional analysis, explaining Byrne's proposal that there are three states. Harris describes the mental state called the parent by analogy. He says, As a collection of tape recordings of external influences that a child observed adults doing and saying. The recording is a long list of rules and admonitions about the way the world is that the child was expected to believe unquestioningly. Many of these rules are useful and valid all through life. Others might not be as valuable. And by the way, I did a studied with uh, um, Abe McMahon, not Abe McMahon, sorry, Abe. Abe Wagner. And he wrote a book called The Transactional Manager. Good book. Abe Wagner, Transactional Manager. And he actually breaks down, he actually breaks down the parent into critical parent and nurturing parent. Okay, so two different ones. Now, In parallel with these parent recordings, the child is a simultaneous recording of internal events, how life felt as a child. Harris equates these with the vivid recordings that Wilder Penfield was able to cause his patients to relive by stimulating their brains. Harris proposes that as adults, when we feel discouraged, it's as if we are reliving those childhood memories. Don't you get it? And again, Mr. Wagner, a Wagner under child has three different forms of the child. You have the natural child, we have the compliant child, and we have the rebellious child. Okay. And then according to Harris, Humans start developing a third mental state, the adult, about the time the children start to walk and begin to achieve some measure of control over the environment. Instead of learning ideas directly from parent to, into parent or experiencing simple emotions of the child, children begin to be able to explore and examine the world and form their own opinions. They test the assertions of the parent and child and either end up uh, either update them or learn to suppress them. Very powerful. Highly recommend both books. And in the I'm okay, you're okay, uh, what it comes from is he identifies four life positions. He says that each of us may take these four positions. The four positions are I'm not okay, you're okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. I'm okay, you're not okay. I'm okay, you're, okay. I'm okay, you're okay. And he says the basic essence of the book, and these are about transactions, where you want to get to the point of number four. I'm okay, you're okay. But I want to read this little part because this is powerful. This is why there's so much problem in the world. He says, quote, the most common position is, I'm not okay, you are okay. As children, we see that adults are large, strong, and competent, and that we are a little weak and often make mistakes. So we conclude, I'm not okay, and you're okay. Children who are abused may conclude, and that's a lot of them, by the way, Our abuse may conclude, I'm not okay, you're not okay, or I'm okay, you're not okay, but this is much less common. The emphasis of the book is helping people understand how their life position affects their communications, transactions, and relationship with practical examples. And again, you got to get this. There's no general rule as to the effectiveness of any ego state in any given situation. Some people get better results doing different things, but what we're saying is for a balanced approach to life, adult to adult is generally recommended. Transactional analysis is effectively a language within a language all about human psychology. It was Dr. Eric Byrne's way to take the complex field of psychology and put it into layman's term. It is a language of true meaning, feeling, and motive. It can help you in every situation. Firstly, through being able to understand more clearly what is going on. And secondly, by virtue of this knowledge, we give ourselves choices of what ego states to adopt. And when we understand that we can stand in the gap, we understand that there is a space between stimulus and response. That we don't have to give in to our first thought. That we don't have to give in to our past. This enables us great power. This allows us to make the most of all of our communications, therefore create, develop, and maintain better relationships. you got to get this. This gives us power. And so that's why we've got to understand that no one can make you angry, no one can make you bitter, no one can make you do anything. What happens is once someone says something or does something, we go into our three channels, all based on our past. That's why this whole concept of a sponge is so important. we got to be careful what we put into ourselves. Because when life squeezes us, when we get in those high-pressure situations, the only thing that can come out of us is what's in us. If I had a Hawaiian punch on the floor and I put, took out a brand-new sponge and I cleaned up my mess, you would expect when I squeezed that sponge for a Hawaiian punch to come out of it. If I had brown soda on the floor and I, I had to clean up my mess, I got a brand-new sponge... I cleaned up my mess, the soda off the ground. When I squeezed that sponge, you'd expect brown soda to come out of it. Why? Because just like that sponge in life, whatever is in us when life squeezes us comes out of us. You gotta remember that. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. We gotta be careful the narrative. We gotta be careful the pound of flesh. We gotta be careful the record of wrong. At some point we got to forgive. We've got to have mercy and grace. And sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need help reprogramming the past. Sometimes we need help letting go of the hurt and pain from the past. Sometimes we need help to analyze our the structure of our belief system that's getting us everything that we get. I remember I had a a young girl go through my training. And again, if you don't know about my training, go to likeitmatters.net. She was 18 years old, struggled mildly in the class, uh, but it changed her life. It was incredible. Her mom sent her to the training, and uh, her mom had never been through my training, but heard great things. And so her daughter made it through, had a wonderful experience. Uh, Monday, I go in the office. There's a message from her mom, almost in tears, saying, call me, Mr. Black. I need to talk to you about my daughter. Call me. And, I, of course, I automatically go to the worst. Again, no one responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. Our mind responds six times faster than we can talk. So I had all this imagery, all these bad thoughts going through my head. So I called her up. I said, what's going on? She goes, oh, my gosh, i got to tell you the most incredible story. You changed my daughter's life forever. She said so much so that when she got home... She told her sister, her 16-year-old sister, all that she learned about the power of her mind. And she convinced her young sister to clean up their iPod to get rid of all their dirty music, all their trashy music, all their uh, negative music. And so they went and they bought all new music and they were cleaning everything up. But the 16-year-old daughter said, listen, I got this one song. It's only got two or three bad words, only a little suggestive. I'd like to keep it. And upon saying that, my graduate said this. She said, okay, here's what I'm going to do for you, sis. I'm going to make you a batch of cookies and I'm only going to put one scoop of poop in those cookies. Just one scoop of poop. Are you okay with it? Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but if I'm looking at a scoop, if I'm looking at a dozen cookies, let's say, and I've been told that there might be a fleck of poop in one of those cookies, I'm on a diet. And if you want to put a fleck of poop in your mouth, then why would you put some of the crap in your head that we do? Ladies and gentlemen, hurting people hurt people. And we get hurt by what we play over and over in our head, off over and over again. It's time to clean up our thinking. It's time to let go of the past. Go to likeitmatters.net and let me help you. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
4: Past attendees, when asked about Scott Black's Leadership Awakening, just smile, shake their head, and say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black from Like It Matters has released two half-off vouchers for his Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis,
7: Sacramento, Dallas, or Richmond. Leadership Awakening is regularly $2,000. Now with this
4: special offer, it's just half price at $1,000. Go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com, click on Deals. Leadership Awakening, taking commitment, not applicants.
2: Vacation with a Patriot. Hi, I'm Bill Budd with AC Nelson RV World and Shakopee. My goal is to provide you with options to create lifetime memories with your family. We are proud to sell the Patriot line of RVs, American-made and customized for your recreational needs. AC Nelson RV World has new and used RVs from Patriot and other top manufacturers, including travel trailers, fifth wheels, fold-down campers, toy haulers, and motorhomes. AC Nelson RV World and Shakopee. Visit us online at acnelsonrv.com.
6: Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley